I was excited about this episode until I sat down, and then I'm like, oh, I hate this. But <laughs> what you hate doing the podcast? I hate. Do- I, I like thinking about the podcast. I like. I like buying the wine. I like preparing. I like taking little photos of the of the bottles, like they're going on prom uh-huh. dates. And then I, <laughs> I hate drinking them with you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I guess I'll just drive back to Beacon. <laughs> I should be a wine stylist. Yeah, can we talk about that? Are we going to talk about that? What the fuck? Yeah. What up? I um. How, what what happened here? I got all ground up. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> You're Rugrats. I got new on you. Sorry. <laughs> I um. Yeah. I, I, can't I, help I love it. that we're not doing, we're doing a no cuts episode. That seems <laughs> yeah. really likely. No, I bought a I bought a house in Beacon because mm-hmm. um. I believe in um, the economy or something. Mm. And uh, I um, have you ever seen the movie The Money Pit? Yes. Okay, it's that's a very bad movie. I watched it over the summer when I had like started thinking about buying mm-hmm. a house, and I was like, "Oh, this is a horror movie." Yes. It's like like that and like After Hours are both like movies that are supposed to be comedies, but the director did too much cocaine and accidentally made a horror movie. It's I love really that for that frightening. Movie. Anyway, my house is not necessarily like that, but there is a lot of work to do. So, um, you know, just rolling up my sleeves, uh, using that uh, good old-fashioned American elbow grease that you've heard so much about. American elbow grease is what I call my lube. <laughs> American elbow grease is um, like a really good emo album title. I used to buy a lube called Swiss Navy. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get into lube chat. Is... No, we're not. That we're, we're not okay. going any further. I just... I thought that's really funny. Swiss Navy, because you know the Swiss Navy, just like it's in and it's out. You know? Yeah, yeah. You never see them coming. <laughs> They're slippery bastards, the Swiss they Navy. Sure are. Fuck. No cuts, baby. Here we oh. go. It's gorgeous. Happy birthday, Kevin. Um, what a fun podcast we've done. Yeah, we did it. We did it. Three years, of, that's the prophecy. It's foretold. We're done. It's crazy. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts that are, like, in, like, their seventh year or their, like, ninth year. Like, podcasts go on. Like, there's no way to end a podcast gracefully. Like, some no. people seem to just do it because they don't know how to stop it. Kevin, this really sounds like you're trying to say something. No, 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 not at all. But then... You go back and you listen to episodes. Like, we're in the prime of our life. Like, you listen to a, if you're like listening to like a seventh season or seventh year podcast and you go back and you listen to like a third year. It feels so good. They're so tight. Oh, they're like hitting their fucking stride. Like, Mm -hmm. the first year kind of sucked. The second year, they started, third year, they're really getting it. It's like The Mm -hmm. Simpsons, you know? And then eventually, you know, every guest star is just voicing themselves. But this is our fourth year, right? Because we did, how does time work? (laughs) <laughs> this is our third anniversary. Yeah, yeah, right. So we're going into our fourth year. But our last year was very, very good. It was I, – I, everyone loved it. Everything that happened, I thought we pivoted really well to Zoom. We, yeah, pivoted to Zoom. Hey, uh-huh. um, and if you want to give us money, I'm just going to throw this out there in case I forget later. It's patreon.com slash gorgeous. Look at how good you've gotten at saying that. I, 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 well, I'm not drunk yet. <laughs> that's true but you know you have a couple you have a couple glasses all of a sudden the backslash starts coming out baby oh, <laughs> uh no i think um you know great third year mm-hmm. looking forward to year four i hope you can drink in person again sometime soon that'd be one sweet. day that'd be cool i can have you up to my chalet that's we cool. can do a fondue 
Oh. And, uh, you know, do an episode on Shasalas. It'll be a lot of fun. You know what I call it when you when I drop my toast in the cheese? What's that? It's a fondant. Mm. Is It's the biggest faux pas you could ever do is leaving your toast in the cheese. It's like the Marines. This all sounds sexual. I don't mean it to be. <laughs> Swiss Marines. Mm-hmm. Oh, Swiss Marines. That is what I call, and then we're just going to beep that one out. <laughs> okay, great. Um, hello, welcome to Discorgious. It's a podcast about wine. It's our third anniversary, so this is probably not the best episode for you to listen to the first time. Nope, that's not how that sentence goes. That's if good. this is your first time listening to Discorgious, <laughs> listen to a different episode. <laughs> I'm and I'm duck. the dumb one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, this is um, going to be super fun. I this wish we like, real had, um, we have the ability, but I wish we had the desire to put in the work to make a clip episode. Like, it, there are good clips from the last three years, but like, I'm not going to listen to those episodes. I, I want the blood transfusion clip yep. real bad. I want yeah. that blood transfusion. I'm trying to figure out which of our fans is thirsty enough for our mm-hmm. attention and our acclaim to go through the best episodes and just clip it up. Well, you know, George R. R. Martin doesn't mm-hmm. know the history of Westeros. There's a fan who has a certain set of skills who, uh-huh. like, who George like writes to is like, "Hey, where is everybody?" <laughs> and that's kind of us. Yeah, for sure. It's sort of like the um, to bring up the Simpsons again. Like, mm, please, they they have a um, like a board with like the Simpsons canon on it that has gotten so unruly that they're constantly retconning everything mm-hmm. and like sliding index cards in between like, okay, well after he was a used car salesman, then he was in a nineties alt rock band. But then mm-hmm. after that, he created a roller coaster. Like they have to try to make it work. And I just imagine the person in charge of maintaining that must have like seven debilitating mental illnesses. Well, yeah, so um, our Gunter is kind of like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, see, the boys used to not like Sancerre, but mm. actually they technically always liked Sancerre. We they technically like Sancerre Rouge a lot. <laughs> I've always liked Sancerre Rouge. In fact, mm. you can. I think in the first episode, I say this, that Sancerre Rouge is good. Sancerre yeah. Rosé is great. Mm-hmm. And regular Sancerre is not as bad as people say, probably. Right. Some people. Some people. Mm-hmm. Us, maybe. Us, maybe. Us three years, four years ago. Couldn't be. What crazy kids we were, huh? I know. Just short haircuts and um, limited spending mm-hmm. accounts. I took this, I woke up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. uh, and I, t- I wrote this one note. Four years of this. What do I have to show? <laughs> You've got a kid, and I just answer the DMs. Wow. <laughs> this is good stand-up material. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with parasocial relationships with the fans, huh? <laughs> I do think, I mean, I think it's like, you know, for, um, you know, to, uh, to, to each according to their want, from each according to their need, whatever it is. Yes, exactly um, how it goes, yeah. You know, you need, you're thirsty, and mm-hmm. you shall drink. <laughs> I shall sated. slake my thirst. <laughs> I'm sated. And I shall move farther away from you. In the and verdant mountain streams. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, are. yeah, thank you for sending that picture of the wine. How cool. Yeah. I don't my, want to talk to our fans. That's I, I got I got my number one fan. 
His name's Oliver. Wow. I got my number one fan. He's a Jewish carpenter. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So wait, Jesus is your number one fan? Yeah, dude. He likes some of my new material. He likes my (laughs) stand-up. That's tight. That's so tight. I'm proud of you. Yeah, dude. Um, Well, that's the episode. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, All of my other notes are crazy. So I guess we should just start the episode. Yeah. Um, I will say, I do love it when the fans say, it's just like that thing you said, or they'll Uh reference a joke. Yeah. And then I won't know we made it because we do alcoholism and I don't listen. Someone was literally like, you know what you said on the episode that came out three days ago? And I know I like, yeah, of course, I don't remember what I said two years ago. Mm -hmm. That also was a different me. Yeah. I've been replaced. Yeah. We're, I mean, I generally know, I know the outlines of what we said. Like, it's like, oh, we said that, like, you know, Italians shouldn't be allowed to drive cars or whatever. (laughs) But, (laughs) like, (laughs) I cannot even imagine remembering the actual like wasting the energy on like yeah 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 the joke oh, jokes is in quotation marks <laughs> um that being said go back listen to some old apps um mm-hmm. tell us what you think tell us what you think S- send me a dm about your favorite episode mm-hmm. don't Can't bother me that. i'm busy kevin's busy mm-hmm. actually if you want to if you want to send a dm to someone send send jesse an, a dm Longtime friend of the show, Jesse. I think is uh, is it still Kosher Lemonade on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. At Kosher Lemonade, he says it's okay. Just send him a DM. He'll love it. He'll love it. Tell him your favorite episode. Tell him uh-huh. your favorite joke we did. Uh, yeah. he'll, he'll write back. So, I just was thinking about Jesse, and I was like, I was talking to him and his wife at the same time about wine the other day, uh-huh. and I was like, I miss seeing you IRL. Yeah. He's really I- great. I had a moment, um, this is not interesting to anyone who doesn't know who Jesse is, but I had a moment where <laughs> I was- This is the Jesse episode. <laughs> I was driving to an appointment like four days ago, and I was uh, just like, hmm, I should, I should text Jesse. And then 10 minutes later, he texted me. He knows how we feel. Yeah, it's true. I think he is canonically both our son and our father. Yes. Depending on the, you, which episode you've listened to. Do you remember, and this is the last Jesse fact I'm going to do, <laughs> yeah. when- I it was the first time I had dinner by myself. I went to the ramen booth, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then I did record an episode with you guys. How fun that was! That was great. It was a fun episode for all of us. Yeah. Well, well. So we're doing uh, our season. It's for our birthday. This is called "Beware the Olds of March." And now yeah. I know what you're thinking, like Shakespeare. And yeah, it's like Shakespeare. Yeah, we're smart. Mm-hmm. You could say uh, we have an IQ of at least 100. <laughs> I don't even know about that one, dude. <laughs> uh, so the idea for this month is we're doing old wine. Um, and today we're doing wine from our birthdays, yeah. our, our birth years. And I got to say, we're doing mine first. And there's nothing like drinking wine from your... I went into the pandemic as a young man. Uh-huh. I am no longer a young man. I am solidly middle-aged, and this wine yeah. this wine tastes like there's not much more life in the cannons. There's a time to put aside childish things, and um, <laughs> that time is now. This wine's like, you should get a Roth IRA, bitch, yeah. really <laughs> fast, because like, you're not going to be making money for too long. Yeah. I think this is, um, yeah, so this whole month, this whole season will be about Age with wine, mm-hmm. when is it appropriate? Like, how do we talk about it? How do we, 
move moving forward how are we going to mm-hmm. change how we talk about it because a lot of a lot of the language about um aging wine is like mm-hmm. i think a was decided by people who no longer fucking matter and mm-hmm. b um specifically is written for people who are investing money into a sort of stock market of wine mm-hmm. as opposed to people who are trying to help you enjoy mm-hmm. your life and uh like fuck that first thing and like hell yeah to the second thing. I wish there was like a GameStop version of wine futures that we I could don't, do. I do not want you to put that into the universe. What you if know it's, it's like gonna happen? Everyone starts buying futures of Yellowtail and it just shoots it through the roof or something. It has to be something like no, it has to be something natty. Like we're all we're all buying futures of like of like Frederick Anderstein <laughs> and <laughs> All of a sudden, Robert Parker's like, what the hell is happening? I owe $3 billion. <laughs> Yo, the oh, cops are there. Watch out. You hear sirens? Yeah. It's because they know I'm lit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting because like, there's, there's, there's a couple interlocking circles that we're going to be probing a lot this month. Mm-hmm. And so number one is that my contention is that the biggest issue with wine culture right now for people in our generation is we do not have the resources to drink old wine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you read old wine books, if you read old wine critics, people who are not established, who are younger than us, we're drinking stuff regularly 10, 15 years old right. from better producers than we can get. Yeah. Like we're, we're fucked. This is like, you know, the, the whole history of capitalism writ large. We're drinking young wine pretty consistently. Um, and so we also don't know vintage charts. I mean, I mean, like the royal we. I actually, I do kind of have an idea of um, like the last twenty years, but like it's like back of the envelope. But like, yeah, most wine people don't don't feel like the need to know that. I think. Yeah, I feel like I could do like five to ten years, mm-hmm. kind of like if I had to, I could cheat it out, mm-hmm. but like not much past that. Mm-hmm. And it would depend on where you were talking about, like California. Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. here. I I talk to winemakers more mm-hmm. from America than from other places, so I can kind of be like. I remember, you know, I remember about those fires. Mm. Like, I, yeah, I remember those. Mm. Um, but, like, yeah, I think also, the, I think we're going to parse out, like, the difference between, like, oh, this wine is, okay, we're drinking two wines from the 80s right now. The yeah. reason we're doing it is just because it's from our birthdays, and mm. they were the ones we could find. Um, that's not, like, a good reason to drink a wine. And, like, there's so much language about aging wine. I think mm-hmm. it's something that confuses the average wine drinker more than any other aspect of wine drinking is like, absolutely. What does age mean? What does vintage mean? And like, I think when you talk to someone who kind of is starting to learn about wine, they always feel like they're going to get tricked somehow with like a vintage Mm -hmm. idea or question. And that's like really unfortunate because it's, it, it doesn't, in my mind, it doesn't matter as much like what vintage this is from as much as like, was the wine made well for that year? And mm-hmm. has it had enough time in the bottle to get to a good place? But it's not like there aren't be- like oh this was from that year and it's been fifteen years so now I drink it like that mm-hmm. kind of automatic reactionary um, response to aging wine is like boring and stupid and wrong. I will say that uh, twenty nineteen being pretty good in France across the board mm-hmm. has made me open a lot of my twenty seventeens and twenty eighteens and just get the get them the fuck out <laughs> just to make the room. Yeah, make room. Like, oh, I'm going to be investing in 2019s. Well, that's investing. the thing, too. Is <laughs> but, like, when you're just starting into the world of wine, like, you haven't had 
old you didn't leave you any treasures. Like, no, you know what I mean? And it's not like you can scope out older stuff and you can try to find things to throw, you know, in mm-hmm. your basement, in your closet, under your bed, whatever, wherever you keep your wine. But like, but if, the important thing to me is like, when you get to that point where you're like, okay, I like this wine. I know this was a good vintage for this producer and I mm-hmm. love this producer. I love this wine. I want to buy three bottles and hold on to it for five years. That's mm-hmm. where that's like intelligent, like approaches mm-hmm. to um, trying to learn how to drink old wine as opposed to like trying to scour, mm-hmm. you know, a drop at chambers of a thing mm-hmm. from 87 that maybe is, mm-hmm. you know, the papers aren't all there. Or maybe they are. Like, who knows? Like, like five years if your wine's not lasting five years, it's not good wine, period. Um, ten years, things fall off it by ten years, and that's, like, not its fault. But, like, things over than ten or fifteen years, unless they're, like, specifically, like, designed to last that long, um, which the first one maybe did. The second one, absolutely not. The second wine is the a fucked apart piece of shit, I can tell, mm-hmm. um, smelling it. Um, yep. So we should probably introduce the first one. But, like, yeah, like after a certain – every wine has a curve where – it is still existing is a fun thing, but it's not at its best. Like just like humans, you know, after like 26 <laughs> or 27, they're just like, yeah. you know, you we just send to the glue factory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're still talking about wine. That's cool. Would you have an, a Roth IRA account? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've only got one IRA account. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Like, is that about blowing stuff up? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's a car bomb. <laughs> um, yeah, the first wine um, is your birthday wine, the Olga mm-hmm. Raffo uh, Chinon. Mm-hmm. From the Les Picasses. Um, this is my, yeah, this is my favorite cuvee of theirs. Mm-hmm. Not this vintage specifically, mm-hmm. but in general. This is, um, I- I've been drinking her wines for a while, and I think this is the first wine I've had that um, I think Olga was involved with. She actually, um, sh- she died a couple years back, and um, I didn't notice. I mean, no one told me. I was like, I didn't exist. Uh-huh. Um but I've been uh, I, I I used to teach her her wines in a cheese and, and wine pairing class I did at Murray's back in the day, and I remember realizing oh, oh Olga Raffo like it's the domain but there is no more Olga but this yeah. is from this is from the Olga years and this is also I think from um, the Nazi she rescued did you catch that what there was a uh, her assistant her vineyard assistant was a German guy who stayed after the war. <laughs> and so I'm assuming that he was a cool guy. Well, um, which I, it must be. Yeah, I guess if he wasn't, they wouldn't be mentioning him. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> I hope not. I mean, there are a that was a pretty. There's a lot of German people of that age. Oh who, yeah. Oh whoa yeah. Ernest Zeninger, a German mm-hmm. prisoner who had found refuge in work at Rafa. Wow. That's insane. I want to see that maker. movie. I also feel like it's like Jules and Jim. Like, I feel like they were probably smooching a lot. Please, the domain of Ogrefo, don't don't sue me for saying well, this. Well, her husband did pass away in 1947. Oh. This, this is, is kind of a sexy mystery. But this is, I do love also on the other website, um, where it's just like everywhere it's like, Olga never made the wine. Mm-hmm. It like says that in like seven different places. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she ran the place, she owned the place, but she didn't actually make it. It's like, okay, who cares? Yeah, just like the traditional vineyard model of not doing it. Um, <laughs> so this is a Cab Franc, which is a grape that I don't historically like. Yeah, this is your worst opinion. And this is this wine is as old as me, which is very weird because it's um, 
Is it tastes like there's a lot more in the tank to you, Kevin? Be honest. <laughs> no. No, it tastes like a little flimsy and mm-hmm. hollow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird. Like, I think I've had some old Cab Francs in the past, and like, that's not a f- fucking flex. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I, not that many times. And like, the few times I have have not been because I did anything special. I just mm-hmm. was like in a place. But like, I feel like it's funny. It's funny when it um, kind of falls apart because the the vegetal husk is sort of what stays, which yeah. is the part most people like the least about Cab Franc. Mm-hmm. So it's like, guess what? We that fruit part, mm-hmm. we got rid of that for you, dog. Don't all worry. Fruc, no, all fruit, all, all fruit, no cab, yeah. <laughs> all fruit, all, all fruit stereo. Um, um, no, it's, it's like I heard you liked green peppers, so I put green peppers on your green peppers. You know. But what is interesting is that this is the Age Me cuvee that they do. Right. And, like, they routinely release old old wine. But, um, I mean, this isn't dead. It's just maybe a little bit past its prime, which is how I identify. Um, <laughs> but are you catching, like, a lot of lavender on this? Yeah, for sure. It's really pretty in a way that I don't see Cab Franc being. But yeah. at the expense of it being almost anything else. But also, like it's this is the thing that I've had the hardest time understanding as I've learned more about wine or just been around wine people longer is like the the journey. I mean, there there are the times when you open an old wine, you're like, "Holy shit, it's fucking rocks!" And mm-hmm. but those are like seem rare, or I'm just too poor. Probably I've never both. had that. I've honestly never had that. But like often, it's like, "Oh, we're all." We're all enjoying the journey of of what the wine is doing from like a scientific point of view mm-hmm. or um, like a scholarly dissection, as opposed mm-hmm. to taking the joy of drinking the wine. Like it always mm-hmm. feels like you're watching a difficult art film in film school or something, and you're like, mm-hmm. "What do you think he meant when the sword went through the eyeball?" And you saw it come out the back of the head slowly. And you're like, well, I felt horrible the whole time, but it was gross. It was gross, but I could understand that, that the sword represented capitalism and the mm-hmm. head represented like feudal Japan or something. Like, you know, I want to watch is. this movie, Kevin. <laughs> so I've been watching. Um, I just watched every episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion, which oh, is a, yeah, it's a it's a teen sex anime. I've um, been watching the American remake. It's called The Sopranos. Oh, nice, yeah. Soprano again, Gellion. <laughs> Hey, Tone, get in the robot. <laughs> um, and like, I was thinking a lot about the aging curve because like the first 23 episodes are all robot fighting and fun. Uh-huh. And 24 to 26 are like meditations on loss. And like they're all interior and philosophical. Uh-huh. And that is kind of like, it's kind of how wine is to a certain extent. Like where like old wine, like once you hit the wine where it becomes officially old, you're giving away a lot of the pleasures, a mm-hmm. lot of like the the goo and the fun stuff for yeah. like hopefully something that is educational and interesting right. and more philosophical. I don't know if I like this wine, which is a shame because I really like her wines and they're some of the only Cab Francs I really fuck with. Yeah. But I always like them old, but maybe not this old. But this is like to your point this is the cuvee specifically mm-hmm. that they age the most before release mm-hmm. that you kind of find older bottles but like mm-hmm. usually it's like oh there's a 2004 mm-hmm. get um, the 2004 get right. it right now i actually think i had the 2004 the last time i was in france at, in the loire at like a 
some fucking restaurant. They just had it on there. That and is it wasn't right. like literally expensive. the last time you will be in France. Yeah. They don't let me in there anymore anyway. But like it wasn't even that expensive. And it wasn't I I'm sure it was because they had just released it because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we had some of this and it's tasting good right now. And it did mm-hmm. taste good. And that's to me, that's when I want to drink an old bottle of wine. Is like mm-hmm. usually in that twenty year window, especially if it's a natural leaning producer. And God, it's and, so hard to not think we're talking about ourselves though isn't it like, i mean because these are these these bottles like represent us they're our sin eaters yeah and like kevin i gotta be honest like my my, my my i didn't want to talk about this this episode but we're getting fucking old it's your birthday and my wedding anniversary mm-hmm. on tuesday mm-hmm. wednesday on wednesday Oh, I, I just I just helped you, <laughs> and uh, I can sense that you're going through. We turned thirty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not turning thirty four. I'm turning thirty four. Okay, okay. And okay. here's the crazy thing: a year ago, I was thirty two. Right now, I'm turning thirty four, and that is. I understand that mathematically it's not that big of a difference, mm-hmm. and I know I was turning thirty-three. But you have to, these; these are inalienable facts. I used to be thirty-two. Now I'm turning thirty-four. Yeah, I made less money last year than I did the year before. <laughs> yeah. I, um, you know, some personal things happened. Yeah, and um, I can't go outside. So, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Look. I'll say a few things about this. As your wise older friend yes. who just bought a house and has a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, the 30s are weird because every year has a very distinct and um, like specific flavor to it. Oh, I love distinct flavors. Um, I also got, I think I was 33 or 32 when I got divorced. So nice. I was around when like you had your big separation, mm-hmm. run same age. And it's... Um, She's coming back, man. Well, I think what happens is once you get to 40, every year doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I didn't even hear it until right now. Like, when you reach, when you get, like, finally you're in your 40s, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm 44, I'm 45, I'm 46, whatever. I'm in my 40s, it's the same. In your mm-hmm. 20s, it's like, it doesn't matter. You can't get hurt. You have, like, Wolverine powers. I remember turning 25 and be like, I'm so old. Yeah. In the 30s, every year hurts a little bit. And in it a sucks. different specific way mm-hmm. Such that you think there should be like a specific German word for how it feels. There definitely is, and um, yeah, you just gotta you gotta deal with it. But I can see, I can see now. At I think I'm 37. Yeah, you start to forget how old you are, and that's a good mm-hmm. thing because you're like, well, everything hurts all the time, but I'm here and I I'm in debt. Here's and, what uh, I want to know. <laughs> I, I want to know when the last time this wine had fruit to it. Yeah, because I I, I want to know what that means about me. I'm like, going to say 1997. <laughs> Jesus, God in heaven. That was a good year for you, though, right? Oh, you were 10? 97. What was I up to in 97? My parents got divorced. Oh, yeah. That was the last time you had fruit. <laughs> that was a good year for me, man. I had the juice. I had the fruit. I was like living. I was two Christmases, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was all about that two Christmas lifestyle. I was like, two Christmases, a new dad, a new mom. Let's go, kids. <laughs> Oh man! If this is your first episode of Discordus, you, you've made a big mistake. I, this isn't for you. <laughs> Next week is for you. The week before this is, is for you. For us, this is for us. This is this ours. Is our birthday week. This okay. is our birthday. Yeah. This is what we call a victory lap of us talking about our failures. I will say, as we continue to drink mm. this wine, though, like 
I think maybe we're being harsh at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is me just doing science to it, mm-hmm. but like it's not like I think it'll be different when we get to the second wine. Sometimes old wines you can feel like the parts um layering like the parts mm. pulling away from each other like a yeah. croissant but not in like a delicious way like in a way mm. where you're like oh they're actually peeling like mm-hmm. a label off of a bottle of bud yeah it's not doing that it's it, it is it's um it's solid this will be a wine in five years i think yeah and it's it just it there is zero fruit there's a lot of floral there's a lot of vegetal and those mm. two are kind of strange together sometimes but um the more you drink it, the more I kind of in- enjoy it. There's also like a thing that happens often with older wine that I think will also happen in the <laughs> other one where like it feels more like someone poured alcohol into a juice. Like the alcohol part removes from everything mm-hmm. else and it's just floating a- around in it. Mm-hmm. And that's it's not doing that either, which I think is cool. No, I mean, like, this is – it's put together in a really nicely way. Like, I mean, I'm making fun of it just because I feel like a fucked apart dead piece of shit. But the, mm-hmm. I mean, the the wine – I bet you the wine people can still enjoy the wine in three years, whereas about for me, that ship has sailed. But no, I mean, no one's you, enjoying me. You will be enjoyed. You will just be enjoyed in a different way. Like no mm-hmm. one, no one's gonna call you up on like a Friday at like seven thirty and be like, "Call your guy. Meet me at my place at nine. We're going out at eleven thirty. Like that's not gonna Absolutely happen anymore. Absolutely not. But that's okay. Impossible. What people will do is they'll be like, "Hey, are you free on March 14th? And it'll be like January, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, "Yeah, I don't have anything on March 14th yet." And they'll be like, "Fantastic. We're gonna have a small gathering uh, at my lake house, and we'd, mm-hmm. we would love for you to join us uh, and bring you know bring some wine or some snacks." And you'd be like, "Well, that sounds like a really lovely day. I'll I, see I, you at 2 p.m. on March 14th, and I'll be home by six. And that's you, a good thing. I have been saying "lovely" a lot, and that, that really that hurts. Like, yes, it is. It is lovely. <laughs> lovely. Mm-hmm. Look, lovely things are good too. Mm-hmm. Not everything um, has to fucking rock. You know what I mean? Oh so, god, damn it! What? I'm just feeling how old I am. I'm feeling it. I went to a museum the other day. I went to the Whitney Museum, mm. um, and it was really interesting. Uh, actually. I don't want to ignite this debate. Wine is art. Fuck you. If 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 you can't clear that 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 hurdle, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Um, and it's been really interesting uh, seeing artwork from the 30s or before that look really vibrant and lovely, and especially old photographs have this bizarre way of looking really realistic. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about like with wine, to enjoy it, you have to take it out of circulation. Uh huh. Um, and at the same time. I, I went to the museum. I've been thinking about old wine. I've been reading a book about ancient Egypt, which is talking about one of the reasons why the pharaohs would would bury treasure with them was a statement of just absolute power that they would take valuable things with so much man hours and so much like you know so much work into them, and they would remove them from circulation. Mm-hmm. Like the ultimate, like not only did I make this fucking diamond crown. Right. It's mine. It's underground. No one sees it anymore. It's like when Disney would put like the fox and the hound back in the Disney vault. Exactly like that. Mm-hmm. And like old wine feels, I mean, wine in general feel like, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, uh, like how we don't have access, but w- with wine, it's so often like, hey, you can get three bottles of this. Do you want it or do you not want it? Yeah. Like 
it seems like there's a lot of collectors and there's not enough wine. Maybe it's because we're, we're buying dweeby shit. But, like, the idea of, like, taking a bottle and removing it from circulation for, like, 30 years to enjoy. It's it's such a fucking weird flex. There's also this reverse side of that, which is from the consumer's point of view, from mm-hmm. you or me or someone listening, like, it, it, when you're choosing to buy a wine that you don't want to drink right away, you're choosing mm-hmm. to remove $100 or $40 or $65 from your, like, pocket. From the company credit card. <laughs> but you're taking that money, I guess, you know, making it not liquid or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you're taking that and saying... Actually, you are I, making it very liquid, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this later, mm-hmm. and I can no longer use that money to enjoy something now. Like, there's a weird... There's a feeling when you do it, when you buy a wine where you're like, this is going to be good in three mm-hmm. years, there's not a lot of other shit that you do that, uh, that maybe that we do that with, where it's like, I don't buy a book to read read in five years. I don't oh, no. buy a cheeseburger to eat in five years. You know what I mean? So it's like a very strange uh, relationship with the mm-hmm. product, with the thing, mm-hmm. with the um, object that like is different than when you first start getting into wine where every bottle you buy is to drink immediately. Yes. And the, and when you start to kind of graduate into that place where that's not the goal anymore, even to the point where, like, you just start buying a bottle to enjoy next week or you buy a bottle to enjoy next month. You're just like, I'm going to buy this bottle because I'll eventually want to drink it. That's yes. even, like, a step towards that idea. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I don't know if it's maturing, but it's, like, different. It's using your money for weird things. like Yeah. I, I, Which is I, weird because there was a time in my life that was not that long ago where, like, I was constantly, like, getting rent money from my friend three days before rent was due, using it to pay the electric bill, and then knew, knowing I'd get paid, mm-hmm. like, three days after rent was due, but not five days so we wouldn't get a fee. Like, where I was moving money around in an insane way just to survive. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I would choose to take money that I have to just, like, enjoy in, like, a month is mm-hmm. mind-blowing to me. Because we live in a capitalistic hellhole. We do. Uh, this wine's... It's not so bad. It kind of reminds me of myself. It's it's pretty. It's fun. It is pretty, though. And it, I actually, like... I feel like it likes me more than I like it, which is um, a relationship I've never had, but sounds really fun. <laughs> it's um, I, I actually think this is a good wine, and it's fun. It's it's happy to be drunk. Like I think it was better ten years ago. Yes, but I don't think it's dead. No, and like I think it's on the decline. But like you know, you have to you have to understand these things with with wine. Is like. There is a decline, and like so much of drinking old wine is like also like being like, Hey, I don't give a shit, right? Like, I'm going to like because also wine prices very strangely, or it gets really, 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 really. It, you see this a lot with old Barolo, it gets more expensive, more expensive, more expensive, and then there's a, a, a vent horizon uh-huh. where they plummet because you yeah. can no longer guarantee the provenance. Yeah. So, like, Barolos from the 60s are so much cheaper than Barolos from the early 2000s. Because mm-hmm. you also can't guarantee there's a fucking joy to it anymore. Right. Yeah. This is all fucking madness. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, I guess, and we've talked about this before, but the only analog really is to art, where it's like, mm-hmm. the value isn't inherently related to the joy. 
mm-hmm. at a certain point. And that becomes really hard to grapple with as a person who wants to partake in enjoying stuff mm-hmm. to figure out where your place is to figure out like, do I want to be a person who spends, you know, a hundred dollars on a bottle that I might not like. That's, that's scary still to me. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like a hundred dollars could like buy me, you know, a, a paint to repaint my house. It could be, like, I don't know. Maybe thing we all love. I to actually do. don't know how much paint costs, but probably. I, I think a hundred dollars will get you some amount of paint. I'll, I'll, I'll <clears throat> certainly get more than zero amount of paint for a hundred dollars. If you know how much paint costs, DM Jesse <laughs> at Kosher Lemonade on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I had to turn a light off because I can see all my face wrinkles in this, zoo, and it's killing me. Like, talking about it, this is. Uh, this That's is the right. ugliest day I've had in my. I mean, woof. Let's move to wine number two, perhaps. You look beautiful. Okay, we can talk about my problems now. You are beautiful. So this wine was hard. The cork was fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I had to pour the wine through a coffee filter. Mm-hmm. I had to pour, push the cork through. And so with with aging wine, just, just in case, uh, the thing is, the thing that gives wine joy, and I think I'm ripping off James when I'm saying this, is oxygen. And it's also the thing that's killing it. So like... The more exposure to oxygen, the more open, the more beautiful the wine becomes. That is also point. true for humans, by the way. This is true. I mean, think uh, about uh, it. Like, we need oxygen to live, but we also slather ourselves in antioxidants mm-hmm. because the oxygen literally breaks us apart. I'm always always uh, wearing a cranberry blanket. <laughs> um, wine number two is more interesting, but it is fucked. Yeah, that's that's that weird dichotomy where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, there's more to talk about, but there's less to enjoy. Um, one tea strip. Uh, so one t- number two is a Gamay. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's not a Gamay. It's from Gamay. It's a table wine from Cantalupa. Yeah. Um, which means Song of the Wolf, which is Cantaloupe. Very cool. Which is it also, also means a, good a melon. melon. Yeah. Yeah. It also is a cool. Um, you know that song Cantaloupe, the '90s like trip hop song. Yes. Yeah, it also you, reminds me of that. Do you want to know how you can say melon in Turkish? It's a, one of my favorite words. Uh, sure. Kavun. Oh, like cavern. It's like if you if you step on it, it calves in. Kavzin. Kavun. Kavun. Or but like um, I always try to fake a, 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 a an a, an accent, and so Turks don't see a difference between V's and W's. This is so interesting. So huh. I always say kavun. Oh, that's really cool. Thank you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is Spana, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Nebbiolo. From I'm so glad it's not a Barolo. Because like, a Barolo from 1983, I wouldn't drink. Yeah, well, look, well, 1983 was a very bad year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, year of the Pig. <laughs> no, he's like Ganondorf. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, like these guys are sort of an institution in, mm-hmm. um, Alta Pimante, um, mm-hmm. multiple like centuries of, of growing grapes there. Mm-hmm. Um, their whole like thing only really started in 1969 and they didn't, I don't nice. think they released, <laughs> I don't think they released anything until 70, or, or, no, they didn't release anything until 78. Mm-hmm. But it was a '74 that they released. Like, so these guys took their time to get mm-hmm. going. Um, so when you think about it, this being a 1983 was only a couple of inches in, mm-hmm. really. 
Um, um, but this is their small wine. This right. is the Agemium, which is Latin for gamay. For gamay. Yeah. But it's it does not have a gamay appellation. It's just. But I, I think it is. I mean, I'm not like denying what it is. I it's, think they started making wine. I think the year the DOC was. Mm-hmm. It could have. It could just be that issue as well, where like mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe it just wasn't quite falling into the rules at the time, or maybe it's just never mm-hmm. been included with with their DOC stuff. But I'm, not, there, I'm not positive. Th- their other wines have DOC. Right. Um, and this bottle, the current vintage, is $17. Yeah, right. And this um, was 70 70 Yeah, 64 65 something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird, too, because, like, I think what... And this is an interesting conversation to talk about why this mm-hmm. costs what it costs, because... The Rafo, like Rafo, is the Chenon mm-hmm. producer. Like they are the only people there. That's not true, but like they're the people that everyone talks about in the natural wine circles. Mm-hmm. They're the, like they're very important. Their wines are all over the place. Like people love their wines, and this producer is extremely important to this region. But this wine isn't necessarily mm-hmm. always no, this important. This is this is their entry level, right? And like it's so funny, like that. Like I think a lot of their wines they would conceive of being drink. Dranked up for thirty years uh, prior, or right. how old are you? Thirty-two. Try it again. Thirty-seven. Yeah. Um, but this is the wine. This is their easy drink. This is the wine you're supposed to drink while the other stuff like fucking matures. So yeah. the fact that's even drinkable is really impressive. But I think the fact that it's even like available mm-hmm. is because it is this wine, and the fact that mm-hmm. it's seventy dollars when like Barolos or Oh, goes from this time would not be. Yeah, it actually got better. I was so nervous because at this point, you think the auction's going to keep destroying it, but it got better than it did. I, I just wet my whistle with it. And like mm-hmm. now I'm like, it's a Nebbiolo. Um, this is a horrible vintage 1983 for this area. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it made like thin, unageable wine. Like that mm-hmm. was like what it was known for in 1983. So the fact that we're drinking this is kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do think that, like, if I could have, like, a, if there could be, like, a, a statement from this episode, I think it's that unageable wine. Like, after about, like, 10 or 15 years, things start getting scrambled. Yeah. Like, after you, like, a wine's lifespan is not 25 years, unless you're, like, one of those fucking dickheads in Provence, like, doing a bandle. Like, even Barolo, like, 15 years is good, dude. Like generally, this actually this wine is good. It's good. It's surprisingly good. It has this weird orange peel thing going yeah, on, and a like piss. um, yeah, it, or like I actually had bergamot recently, so I don't think it tastes like bergamot, but it tastes like what you th- think bergamot tastes like if you haven't had bergamot recently. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when I first sipped it. It's also like look, look this was a dangerous episode for us to do mm. because. In the Zoom reality, we have to open a bottle. I have to bring that wine to my mm-hmm. house or vice versa. And with old bottles, you're like, the last thing you want to do is open it and like throw it in a fucking backpack and slosh it around a bunch. Mm-hmm. So I was nervous about this. And I think I got home, I poured myself a sip, and I was like, oh, it's fucked. Like mm-hmm. it felt like it was pulling apart. Like I was it talking smelled about before. fucked too. But there's actually, I think it's sort of as it sat mm-hmm. just sitting here while we talked, it kind of cinched together again. Mm-hmm. The color is absurd on it. Yeah. It is like um it's like watered down Hawaiian punch. Or like if you 
are in a swimming pool and you like stab a sea lion to death. It's too bad you're not here because I did a classic Kevin thing where like did you I, spill it. I tilted the one to look at it, but I forgot how spill it was. <laughs> it just fell out. It was so good. Uh, I miss I miss I miss <laughs> being in your presence while we record the podcast. All the and little felt, jokes and japes you do. On my phone too. It was like a classic <laughs> moment. Um, but at least it's not on your couch. Oh God, yeah, thank God. Um, or my computer. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's. Sorry, I got thrown by that really badly. Okay. I can't tell. Um, you know, I, I I hope that I am aging as gracefully as this one. I'm mad that you got the good one. Well. Kevin gets everything. Kevin has a son. Kevin has a house. Kevin's wine's better. <laughs> but this is what you have to look forward to. You just need a couple more years. Like a couple more years. First I'll have your life in a house. You're 32, you're 33, your life falls apart. Mm-hmm. You got nothing going for you. Mm-hmm. You're just thinking about that long walk up that short mm-hmm. pier. Why not? Thinking about the shore. <laughs> and then slowly like this wine, it starts to cinch back together. All of a sudden, you find a nice lady mm-hmm. or a nice gent or a nice dog. Mm-hmm. And no, then... not a nice dog. <laughs> For you what you're going to say, do- you are you talking about building a family? I'm just talking about companionship. Okay, I have a nice... I, yeah, okay. And... I thought you were saying make, make a child. And I was like, <laughs> Actually, you cannot make a child with a dog. I'm so sorry, <laughs> This is the gross. science isn't there yet, but <laughs> the science is there. <laughs> uh, but no, then all of a sudden, like you start to to weave the strands of your life back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, weaving, eh? This is what I see for you. Mm. Love to talk loops. about weaving on this podcast. <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. This is this is surprisingly good. It's it really was in a dangerous spot, but now it's like. It's not singing. Like, I'd love to describe a wine as singing, and this one's not singing, but it's whispering across to the theater, like, hello, I have candy. But it's also like, when I first was tasting it, I felt like, I felt like, okay, there's like weird VA here. There mm-hmm. was like a, a weird barbecue sauce note. There was like all of these things. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck, it's falling apart. It's like in tailspin. Mm-hmm. Win it when you get it. And it, and it, and it, mm-hmm. and it, it was like, win it, win it, when you win it, win it, win it. Doom, 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 doom. Tailspin. tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was in a tailspin. Um, mm-hmm. It's crazy that Launchpad McQuack was in not just DuckTales, but also Tailspin. That blew my mind as a kid. Was he in Darkwing Duck? I oh, loved wait, Darkwing Duck. He was in Darkwing Duck, That was, but he did have a guest appearance in Tailspin. I'm almost positive. Now I feel like I'm, I'm doubting myself. Literally two-thirds of our listeners are like, what are they talking about? Do they need to have their Alzheimer's medication? <laughs> Launchpad, McQuack, Tailspin. Yeah, he was definitely in at least an episode of Tailspin. You, you know, this is probably not new for anyone else who's gotten old, but the idea, I can't remember so many things, but I can remember these commercials from my childhood, like clear as day. Like there is one Barbie commercial, and I know Barbie's for girls, so how come I remember it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> for Big Brother Ken and Baby Brother Tommy, and there's this theme song I have stuck in my head. Basically, it like lives rent-free to my mind. And it's just like, when I do get Alzheimer's really bad, I will forget the names of all of my children, 
all of my secrets will come tumbling out and you will find me humming this song somewhere. And it's so fucked up. But wait, what song is it? Big Brother Ken and Baby Brother Tommy, we're gonna have a great day. (laughs) 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 Which is, I sing that to Yuma like four times a week. (laughs) I'm trying to send you this picture. It's of Launchpad McQuack and... I guess it's... I do not want to see any Tailspin uh, erotic fan art. It's not erotic. It's just like his older brother or something. Oh, it's like artistic. But he's got his his gullet or whatever you call it, like the part that hangs on the bottom of his um, beak, is... Uh, it looks like a fucking ball sack. <laughs> Thanks, on. Kevin. Yeah, okay. you're welcome. Everyone, I'm going to send to you. Make yourself a snack. This is going to take a while. We're in the tailspin part of the uh, of the podcast. We're it's in what you call tailspin. They can't be bad. I'm, Pascaline I listens. We have to do a better job. Okay. Do you see um, it though? <laughs> I, I I haven't gotten the text yet. I'm waiting. Okay. All right. I hope okay. that was to you, not to my mom. <laughs> you sent it to your other friend, John. <laughs> oh, we tailspin. Oh, we. I haven't gotten this yet, Kevin. This is really up oh, there. Nope. It's still going. It's still going. I can see the bar moving. We don't have to wait for this. It can come later. No, we do, and everyone else has to listen. It... Oh, it couldn't be completed. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. Oh, great, great, great. Yes, you're right, Kevin. It looks exactly like – it looks like a like a box barkle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that was, we're back. That was worth it. That was worth it. That was worth it. Hey, if you guys want to go to this website – what is it? It is um, – <laughs> I'll just put it in the episode description so you can Thank see you. it. I'll put that. That's the episode art. Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, well. <sighs> okay. But here, I had a couple questions I wanted to ask. Okay. It's almost your birthday. Mm-hmm. What is your, like, what's your, like, biggest birthday memory? For my 25th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I used to I used to date a liar, um, <laughs> and she tricked me. She was like, "Oh, we're not celebrating your birthday," um, but my friend Bilal was in town. We were in Ist- I lived in Istanbul then, mm-hmm. and um, we we uh, Casey uh, was like, "Oh, just 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 go help Bilal buy a scarf or something," oh, and she was like, "Hey, man, let's go." We, so we walked down all these like street markets looking for a scarf. And he was like sweating visibly, like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we getting your mom a scarf, dude? This sucks. I hate it. And it was like his first time. Like, I think he was from, he was, he's a Moroccan. He uh, had been to France and then visited Turkey. So this was like crazy beans. So I was like, are you nervous? Are we scared? Because we, we just got robbed earlier that day, also. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny story. Um, and then he like walked me to like this this restaurant. I don't know how he figured out where the restaurant was, and all of my friends were sitting there, and it was called Antioca. It was this uh, uh, um, really really fun like a uh, mehane, which is like a, a booze restaurant in Turkey. And um, I got crazy blackout, and um, ended up like helping a guy play the tambourine on the street. It was very cool, very chill, very sensual. That's my best birthday. Oh, also I have a twin. So I guess it's when she got a horse and I got to see her look at a horse. <laughs> okay. I just want to unpack that. You you're, you have a twin. You guys have the same birthday. My sister got a horse. What did um, you get? I didn't get a horse. Uh-huh. 
I think I got a Game Boy. <laughs> okay, okay. Hold on. Game Boy's cool, though. We weren't a two-horse family. We yeah, weren't, no, like, for sure. that ritzy. Were you going to ride a horse if you got a horse? Oh, no. There was... They had known me for, like, six or seven years at that point, and they're like, he can't even make eye contact with me. We're not going to have him... And, like, I remember, like, having... We can't to, reinforce <laughs> this with a horse. <laughs> reinforce this. <laughs> Uh, I, I remember like re- walking around like repeating to myself like don't go behind the horse don't go behind the horse because <laughs> you know they they kick yeah 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 they kick they'll kick you in the head so like I remember I also remember playing the electric fence and getting zapped all the time it was <laughs> pretty tight just pretending I was a lizard in the horse pen for like hours and hours and hours like lying down as still as possible without moving yeah um oh, and cool. yeah it was a uh, pretty cool. <laughs> so I guess that was also a really good birthday memory. Those are two very good birthday memories. How about you? Do you have a birthday memory? Um, I have one. <laughs> I mean, I've talked about this before. I I wanted I went to a friend's birthday and it was pirate themed, <laughs> and it was so cool. And uh, like his mom, I don't know, like maybe she didn't like have other stuff to do. She put a lot of time into this. There was like a treasure map and we all dressed as pirates and we walked around and there was like a hidden treasure like mm-hmm. on an island in the middle of a pond like on their property. It was mm-hmm. fucking crazy. And so like after that, I was like, okay, well, I want to have like a themed birthday party. But like I was really into, I just gotten like really into rap music and I wanted to have no. a rap themed birthday party. I like, want I, you to have a rap themed I birthday party. I wanted to dress it's like. so good. MC Hammer, and I wanted my friends to come dressed as like crisscross and stuff. Oh my god, yes. And I couldn't understand why my parents were like, you can't, you're not going to do that. You can't like, do that. A, for reasons you don't understand yet, like you can't, you and your white friends can't all dress up like hip hop guys. It's like mm-hmm. just not going to happen. But B, like we don't have the fucking time to organize a themed birthday party for you. That's unusual. Like That's actually really good of your, uh, good on your parents for that one. <laughs> and so we just like, my mom was like, here's what we will do. We'll rent the Mario and Luigi movie and buy a yes. bunch of Twizzler pull and peels. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. So um, that's a birthday that never happened but could have happened differently. Um, I also it, remember that that birthday, a friend of mine returned a copy of um, Legends of Zelda for NES. Mm-hmm. That he had borrowed from me. He wrapped it and gave it to me as a birthday present. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I was actually really pissed about it. Um, I uh, as long as we're talking about birthdays when we were kids, this is not the best episode to listen to if you've not heard. This is we're just having fun, guys. Mm-hmm. If this is your first time and you are like a famous wine critic and you want to see what we've been up to, listen to the Pacific Northwest season. We're having fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I got left at a birthday party once. Oh, um, we were all going to go play Ninja Turtles in some kid's basement, and then we went to see Batman Forever. Wow. No. Yeah, Batman Forever. And um, I was so enthralled playing Turtles in Time that everyone else left and I just stayed in the basement. <laughs> and then I left their, like, house. And they, they were in, like, the, they were, like, in this weird subdivision. I was, like, walking, like, hey, where is everybody? And a neighbor found me. And I was, like, yeah, I was playing Ninja Turtles. I don't know. I, I, anyways, I missed the first 30 <laughs> minutes of the movie. <laughs> 
But you made it into the movie theater? <laughs> yes. And my mom said she never trusted uh, her mom again. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, God damn it. It's so fucking weird to... We'll get back to the wine in a minute. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I just look at my son and I'm like, you're going to be eight one day and like you're going to do something so... So stupid. Stupid. So and I'm gonna be like, dumb. I'm just going to look at you and I'm going to be like, it's okay, bud. But it doesn't matter how many times I say that. Like You're going to be like internalizing that moment for the rest of your fucking life like i'm sorry that's the existence of our lives and then someday we'll be 37 we'll have a wine podcast that's you know moderately successful and we'll drink old wine like i don't know it's just that'll be him i do have another thing i wanted to talk about when can we get him on when he's three can he have a sip of wine sit on your lap and be like yeah it's tannic is that how kids talk? Yeah, he says that all the time. Mm-hmm. That's actually was his first word. Wow. Um, no, when we had Jordan on last, was that last episode, two episodes ago? No one remembers. Um, he asked me, I think off pod, if I had bought a a wine for my son's birth year yet, which I guess like, it wouldn't make sense. It's not really should. out yet. It's 2020. So like the 2020s are, I guess the mm-hmm. rosés are just coming out. But I hadn't even thought about what I would buy, but I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy a case of something I really like. That's really cool. And then open a bottle on his, like, milestones. But, like, I had never even thought of that as a possibility. So what what should I get? What do you think? Where should I go with this? Well, I have to say, um, judging from this, you should fucking go to Gamay. Yeah, um, go to Alto Pimonte in general. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. That's a sneeze. Nothing weird. Um, like, I, <laughs> so I was thinking, like, um, that's this is weird too because I listened to a podcast today where the podcast co-host <laughs> sneezed and they were like, "That's the first time I've sneezed on the podcast," and I think that's the first time you've sneezed on the podcast. I sneeze a lot. I'm always like a triple sneezer, right? Like triple threat, triple sneezer. Yeah. <laughs> Alcoholic, drug addict, and dog dad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well that's your Twitter bio, but like, yeah. what else? Um, so for me, like, especially from this time period, and this is the thing that we don't talk about with, with vintages, of course. Um, and this is something that I, I wrote about for the zine is that, uh, terroir is also the people making it. Mm-hmm. So like late eighties, early nineties, mid eighties, like this is when money started flowing to Barolo in a lot of ways. So like a, a Barolo from this period would be like not made to age in many ways. It'd be like all barriqued out and be like, you know. Uh, courting Robert Parker, it would try to be good in like three years. So like, uh, like Alta Piedmonte from this vintage, it was I think much safer than a Barolo from this vintage. Anything from regular Piedmont would be like too corrupted by the system, man. Well, yeah, it was weird because they were trying to create the um, like the immediate pleasures of an aged wine without having to age mm-hmm. it, like. Like, let's make it taste like it's super mm-hmm. fucking old, but only in, like, seven years. Yeah, I mean, it, we, we we all remember Premox and White Burgundy, am I right, guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember what, I mean, it's like that and 9-11, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Those are the two things I remember. I love when wine buyers bring up Premox, like, uh-huh. how much money do you think I make, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, so you buying those five cases or what, Doc? <laughs> yeah, uh, I was here to sell you Prosecco, do you want a lot of it? <laughs> Please. Yeah, I mean, it's that's the other thing that I think, like, I think we touched on this earlier, but, like, so much of 
when you start to read about vintages mm-hmm. and and this whole like this season's going to get better. This is our fun episode. But like when we talk about Don't vintages apologize. and we talk about like what it means to be a good or a bad vintage, like mm-hmm. this the this the prism that you're looking through is often like people who don't have the same palettes that we have that don't mm-hmm. care about wine for the same reasons that we do. And it's so hard to find real information. Like these two wines, mm-hmm. you know, like they're, these are respected producers from, mm-hmm. from, you know, important regions of the winemaking world. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find information online about these vintages of these wines. No, they're not good vintage. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not like, they're, you know, like these aren't the wines that people were thinking about mm-hmm. storing for 50 years in their basement. It's not Bordeaux. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, Barolo. It's not like, this is this is not what people were doing then. So the fact that we have it, that we can find it, is almost like an accident. And it's... It's a happy accident. It's a happy accident, for sure. I mean, and that's the thing about old wine. In, in a way, it's like, it's like a, a time traveler. It's come here to give you a little surprise. And it's not always the best surprise. Sometimes it's it's not like, you know, go go to the racetrack right now. Sometimes it's like Google COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> but like it is really interesting. Like I'm really happy the second wine is standing up. Like wine number one was good, but it was so tired. This yeah. one actually I feel like might have more years. It's it's doing weird things too, like it's got some s- chomp to it. Yeah, but it's also like it's it's um it's sort of weaving. Like, sorry, mm-hmm. I mentioned weaving again. Mm-hmm. It's coming in and out of uh of like focus for me. Like, yeah, it's it's living in a van in California, not texting me back. <laughs> but it's like it's just like you know, it's it's sort of like um you know, like in like old TV shows, and they're trying to tune into like yes a, a wavelength and it's sort of like it's like the two wavelengths are kind of not, and then they'll like line up and then they'll go back out and it's doing that to me a lot where it's like we try and synchronize with an eva who's eva that's that's uh that's a neon genesis evangelion okay sure their brain waves are synchronizing got it got it so it's like it, it feels like it's doing that to me where it's like wavering in and out of focus and it's again this is more fascinating than it is in, like enjoyable but it is fascinating to me yeah, I mean, there is like there's something about these wines that like they tell you what wine is in mm-hmm. a way. Like, it, like this is something I, I like about drinking flawed wine, also, where yeah. you you realize where the limits of pleasure is. That is such a perverse thing to say. <laughs> and I do not mean it in a. Pervert it sounds way. like a Fifty Shades of Grey mm-hmm. kind of thing, but let me show you the limits of pleasure. Um, but I have like, certain tastes mm-hmm. that are. I don't no. remember what the last word is. I declare unconventional. I like to, I like to do sex real good. <laughs> <laughs> That's Colonel Sanders. That was good. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Spice. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you, you see what you need in a wine when you see things taken away. Yeah, like both these wines are really missing fruit. Yeah, they're missing like a uh, backbone. Like if I was blinding these. I don't know if I could tell they were red. <laughs> sure. But also, like, fruit is the thing that, like, this is what people talk about with aged wine, is it's always about, you know, secondary and tertiary flavors. It's never about fruit. It's about the no. – It's this is when people start talking about, oh, it tastes like uh, a worn saddle on the back of a steed. Or, like – Gun. It tastes like a 
pouch of tobacco you found under your father's couch. You know that anybody who says that has never chewed tobacco and never properly rubbed down a horse, which I can do. <laughs> yeah, you've rubbed down your sister's horse a bunch of bet. Mm-hmm. I got a turtle. I had a turtle. Okay. You got to put that turtle wax on mm-hmm. him, right? There's a really great painting I did um, when I was a kid of my, my turtle dressed up. It was, I had a cowboy phase. Mm. Where I um I wore cowboy boots and a cowboy hat every single day and didn't let the sun touch my skin, <laughs> like a classic cowboy. Classic cowboy, hate scared the of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and I drew a picture of my turtle dressed up in a cowboy outfit, and my grandmother, God bless her, um, had this hung up in her living room, and it was like real, you know, it's like a child's drawing. It was real conceptual turtle dressed like a cowboy, and I don't know where it is now. Mm. Should we call her up? Well, she's dead. Yeah, well, I know. I think she. I think her dying was the reason why I started the podcast. Oh, cool! I was like, I. Oh, so I, now you started the podcast. That's cool. Well, who we, had the recording? Who had the recording equipment? Well, I remember, like, my grandmother died. I bought some 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 rum. I bought a Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. and I was like, I need to make my legacy. Mm. <laughs> who can I connive into this fucking mm. bad idea? <laughs> I mean, I actually recall. Again, this is just fun. Like a year and a half before we started the podcast, you and I driving around in the Rowan creepy van talking uh-huh. about like a cool wine podcast, what that would be like. I do not remember that. But I also discovered when I when we were moving stuff to the house the other day that like there's an entire six months of living in the apartment I'm in right now that I do not remember. Where, where Emma was like, you don't remember we had like the TV on this weird thing on this different oh. couch? And I like... It's fucking blacked out. Like, this is another thing that's cool about getting older, is that like your mind is way better at being like, you don't need to remember that. that don't was worry about just, that one. Those months sucked. That that apartment was bad. That girlfriend sucks. Like, don't remember them. That was a one time thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't remember that, but I'm sure it happened. It sounds real. I can't believe that we just did a meditation on aging, huh? Yeah, I think. We dove deeper into your shit than mine. I actually feel like I'm in a good place. As is You're my happy, wine. which I like. Well, <sighs> accepting the limitations of your age is part of aging, I think. Look, I'm only 30. Uh, people who are like 50 listening to this, which is like three people, are going to be mm-hmm. like, you have no fucking idea what you're in for. Look, I've... If you're 50 and not one of our Patreons, <laughs> boy, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your goddamn money. Yes. Um I don't know. It's like I don't. I no longer like yearn to be young. Mm. I don't want to be young again. I just want to not have headaches that often. Should I get fillers? What? Like for my my wrinkles? Just like a little bit of fill. Like, like get nah. a little bit of work uh-uh. done. No. You okay. go the other way. Actually, what's cool about being a like a, a white dude podcaster is you mm. just get more hairy and disgusting and you're like it doesn't matter i, I get the mark Marin surgery yeah <laughs> what's up what the fuckers like, what's up i live with two cats in a house and my girlfriend left me and i have half a million dollars obama came on the podcast <laughs> you think we'll get him obama yeah i'd like to get him in front of a military tribunal that's for fucking sure here's the thing if you like your nebula you can keep it but uh not too long but not for 47 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Miss him every day. I'm, I will say, if we're going to do like neo, like hellish neoliberalism, uh-huh. it was cool having a guy who was at least cool and funny. Yeah, that 
especially at the time when I was, you know, 27 and I liked The Daily Show. That was (laughs) tight. I was on top of the world. Damn. Well, so thank you for listening to Discorgeous. It's a podcast about getting older. Um, Thanks for uh, celebrating our birthday with us. I have some earnest requests, actually. So, Uh um, one, we don't get here without our fans. Um, It's so weird to imagine the concept of fans. Listeners, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Enemies. Um, Thank you guys so fucking much. We are really approaching a lot of milestones um, in terms of listenership and also Patreonship. So, if you're on the fence about the Patreon, now is a great time. Um, I've made some commitments. Um, If we hit a thousand bucks a month... I will list every single wine we've ever done and at least one or two notes about it, which is a great treasure trove of, of wine. Um, and also, that is like our magic number for us to start, I think, throwing more money around and, and doing more projects, which you guys love our projects. But more importantly, I, we other podcasts say this and we don't. You should probably fucking rate and review this on iTunes. Oh, yeah. We and, never say that. Like, tell a fucking friend. Uh-huh. Like, our... Our growth has been so fucking chill and good, and it's we're we're on an upswing right now. But like, just tell a fucking friend if you like this podcast. Don't tell them to listen to this episode. Like, listen <laughs> to one of the other ones. But it's like, tell them to start an episode like fifty two. Fifty two is a good episode. We hit our stride after like a year. The first, the first dozen episodes aren't good. I still remember when we did all of the Roan episode four. <laughs> But we did talk about me taking mushrooms and seeing the judge, which was kind of cool. That was a good story. That would be in the clip show if we had done a clip show. I love the judge. <laughs> um, yeah, I would just say, uh, John, happy birthday. Happy I got, birthday. I got you something. Was it the the podcast? No. Nah, what this. is it? I love you. Oh, I love you too, man. Thank you. That's what I got you. That's so nice to hear. I never hear that anymore. I know. Well, there you go. Um, thank you, guys. Take care of yourself. Uh, this whole month, if you guys are drinking old wine and you want us to post a picture of it so that you get DMs from weirdos, <laughs> tag us. Yeah. We'll post it. Um, we're drinking old wine. We're going to be thinking about mortality. Um, if it is triggering to talk about getting old, um, wait four weeks and we'll be back to talking about stupid shit. Yeah, like the Loire or something. Mm-hmm. Probably the Loire or something. Oh, good thing uh, wine in the Loire doesn't age. Never. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to our stupid podcast. Thanks for celebrating our birthday with us. And if you have a bottle that you've been sitting on and you want to drink it, this is your excuse. Do it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Discourgeous.